Welcome to Human Touch from Interact Studio. I'm Lou Solomon. This is a free seminar we do on Zoom every other Thursday. Now we're here at 11 o'clock until 11.30, same place. Interact Studio is a communications company that helps individuals and teams communicate to one another in a more authentic way so you can build trust and influence. And so these topics are always uh, threaded with, with that in mind. Uh, before we get started, let me give a shout out to my partners in crime who are with us. Patrick Sheehan is on board, Susie Adams, Amy Sosa, and I think that's it for this morning, unless I'm missing someone, but uh, glad you're here. Uh, glad you're all here. If at any time you want to turn on your video, we'd love that. It's not necessary, but go ahead and pull up your chat if you would, and just get prepared to throw anything in the chat that occurs to you. Uh, just a comment or a question or whatever it is, because uh, there's a lot of interest in this topic. So let's just jump into it. Um, you know, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, Interact joined with Harris Poll, and we were interested in just how leaders felt about direct communication with employees since they thrive in it. And it was shocking because what we found is that two-thirds of leaders today are uncomfortable with direct feedback, particularly when it is about uh, an employee's behavior. And so we're gonna gear the conversation toward that a bit today, but you can extrapolate this, turn it over, template it over to just about any relationship really. Uh, so it's, situation, it's situational, but on, on so many different levels, these things really stay the same. So what's up with that? Why do we not like to give folks direct feedback? Well, humanness, it's absolutely human. Um, the first thing is it takes a little intimacy. I mean, this requires some vulnerability to invest yourself into a moment of transparency. So there is a sense of, vulnerability that we'd rather avoid. Uh, fear of hurting someone's feelings. You know, on top of it, this is the South, y'all, and you, we, don't, we don't like to hurt people's feelings. We just don't. We would rather not do that. And then finally, dealing with the drama. You know, some folks are drama queens and drama kings, and we feel like if anybody's going to set a grenade off, we'd rather it not be us. And so that sometimes uh, can hold us back. Incidentally, I'm gonna send you uh, the deck that comes with this, just the simple steps that we'll be walking you through, but uh, feel free to do whatever is comfortable for you in, in taking notes or uh, putting something in the chat. So before we launch into the steps, one more thing I'd like to do is share a quick story to help frame this and uh, it's an example of what great feedback can do in a positive way. Uh, you know, in my career early on, I used to just fly around on two wheels and show up late, at least five minutes late everywhere that I went. And it was some kind of obsession of trying to get 
one more phone call, one more conversation in before I left to go where I was supposed to be. Until I got some really good feedback from a client. Her name was Nancy. And one day I arrived at our appointment on two wheels and came in and she greeted me in her normal way. No, no anger, no, you know, annoyed look on her face. But she said, Lou, you're a really talented person and I am happy that you are on our team. But lately I'm thinking less about your talent and more about you being late every time. Wow. Let me tell you what, I am 10 minutes early everywhere I go and have been ever since. So I know that for you, there have been folks in your life, and I'm going to give you just a few seconds to reflect on this uh, by yourself, you know, 15 seconds, folks who have helped shape you, somebody who's given you really great work-related feedback and how it helped. You might not have been you know, something that felt good at the time. It didn't feel good when Nancy said that to me, but just think about something that really helped you for just a few seconds. You might even just kind of write it down. Okay. That's a great way to frame the way you go into uh, these steps. Patrick, if we could go to step one. So here we go. Check your motive and your mindset. Uh, the way you just framed the experience in terms of a positive gift you've been given is a great way to start. And asking if you're interested in making the person wrong or helping them is, is a good way to check uh, all systems. You know, it's very easy to want to punish people uh, with feedback. We're human. And if we are right, we become a right fighter and we want to lay it down. You know, for years, I have told my sister, if she were here, I would tell her this, uh, that as a dominant personality, and I mean that lovingly, my family, it runs in my family, dominant personalities do. So uh, I've told her that you use truth as a weapon. You are mostly right. In fact, she's probably right all the time, but she uses it to punish people and it just wipes out all the good it could do. Because if she, if she doesn't correct someone's course, she gets angry at them. So trying to avoid the feeling of wanting to be victorious is really, is really helpful. Patrick. Now, here we go. This is the setup for the remainder of the steps. I'm going to walk you through the steps using my own experience as a backdrop so that it might help you a little bit. Uh, enter Jane. Uh, names have been changed to protect the innocent. But when I first served on a big board and was made president, I was very nervous about the, the situation, you know, have, having to use Robert's rules of order and the protocol and all of that. It was kind of daunting for me and I, I was nervous about it. So first meeting 
entered Jane, one of the board members, this was the full board, there were probably 20 people in the room, and she was loud and disruptive in that first meeting. And I saw, you know, I noticed it and it was distracting to me as I tried to run the meeting in an effective way, but I got through it and I think everybody was reasonably uh, okay with with it as it stood. I wouldn't have given it an A by any means, but uh, fast forward to the second board meeting, she was worse. She was loud, she was dismissive, she was critical, she talked over people, and everybody left in, in a huff, and it was really upsetting to me. So at the time, I had uh, an executive coach. I don't know if any of you remember Ann Depta, but Ann has long since retired to the mountains, but she was a really good friend of mine, and I sought her counsel on this, and it's always a good idea to do that in terms of uh, quelling the need to uh, make someone wrong and, and navigate this process. So as soon as you can, ask for a meeting. Uh, it, it is, it's a weird thing in corporate America that uh, we wait and we stew and uh, we boil over something and then we ask somebody to come in, close the door and we empty out on them. And you know, that, that never works. It absolutely never works. So an environment of feedback within a team is so healthy, but it, it means that everybody has to feel comfortable. Everybody has to know that it's safe to do that. But first order, as soon as you can check your frame of mind is to ask for a meeting, and I have here without the emotional load, you know, the whole idea behind these steps is to let go of the emotional load because it wears on your face, the other person feels a terrible vibe about it, and you may have to learn to do deep breathing exercises. But as soon as you can, ask for the meeting. And so what I did with Jane was say, you know, I'd like to discuss something with you over coffee this week. It's important to me. Can we meet? And she hesitated for a smidge, but said yes. And we met at the old Dilworth Coffee at um, Kenilworth Commons. I, I miss that place. Uh, but uh, let's go to the next one, Patrick. So Jane met me for coffee and we sat down with our coffee and it's important to get right to it. You know, beating around the bush and sugarcoating things is not helpful. I used to work with a gal, Liz, uh, who we all adored and is no longer with us, but Liz used to beat around the bush with folks to the point that they never were really sure what she meant. You know, we thought that was hilarious, but the idea is to get right to it and no wind up, no preamble. I'd like to share something that I observed at the board meeting on Monday. Are you open to that? Now I've not had anybody say no. So it, it is a sure thing that at that point, someone will say yes, unless they're going to say no, and, and everybody gets up and walks out. But I've never had that happen. It still, however, is a sign of respect to ask someone if they're open to feedback. And they have the option. They always have the option. Okay, Patrick. 
Be specific. If you start with you always do such and such, that's a real red flag. Uh, it means you're going to make a sweeping generalization and, and make someone wrong. And, and we do that most often with our family. It's very easy at home to say, you know, you always do this to me. But it does make it about the person instead of the behavior. So staying away from that is very helpful. And you get specific. Your behavior was disruptive at the board meeting. You talked over the other board members and in interrupted me several times. And again, you do that without the emotional load, sometimes uh, requiring breathing throughout. <laughs> so good. Four, include how the behavior made you feel. You know, it has to be dimensional. It has to be human. It has to have your it doesn't mean touchy-feely. People are so afraid of that. We all just recoil at the idea of being touchy-feely. But to say, you know, I was really frustrated with the outcome of the meeting and so many board members left unhappy and we didn't accomplish anything. So you have to say exactly how you felt about it in order to inject your participation in a holistic way. Really important. Owning your part is what makes this complete. And if it's all about them, just in the same way of not mentioning how it made you feel, then people feel lectured, people feel that you've made them wrong and, and you're a right fighter. But owning your part is, is really essential. I noticed this behavior at our first meeting and I didn't say anything and that's on me. It could be any number of things that uh, you own. Maybe you actually broke out and embarrassed them or you know, caught them in a moment of feeling really annoyed uh, and, and jumped them or, or whatever it is. But to complete this communication piece, own your part. Now, I, I feel that consequences are left out. I know as a coach, for example, a client called me recently and wanted to send an individual to us for the third time. And you know, I said, I don't want this to seem um, as though we're not collaborative, but it wouldn't be a good idea to send us the individual until he knows there are consequences. And right now, he doesn't know there are. Sending someone to a coach, a consultant, is just a, a Band-Aid if there aren't consequences at home, back at the job for improvement. So here, say what's at stake. And this has to be direct and, and without the emotional load, but uh, for Jane, I said, you know, our board members are volunteers. They are not getting paid for this. And we're asking of their time. I'm responsible to make sure that we achieve our purpose without wasting their time. And hopefully we give them a positive experience too. You know that board work can be uh, draining from time to time. And here's, here is the consequence. If we can't move beyond this, I will ask you to step back because it, it was that disruptive. It, it was um, a hot mess, as we like to say, and something that I hadn't 
encountered. And I will tell you that it, at this point, there were a little bit, uh, you could see a mist in her eyes and a little bit of tear forming. And I believe it's because no one ever told Jane that she could be that way. Now, as odd as that seems, you may be the only one who has in a non-blaming way, because you know, if you punish someone, people can avoid really facing behavior. They can make it about you. You know, you're the crazy maker. So giving someone feedback without emotional uh, punishment creates a, a, a transparent moment for them. And uh, it was meaningful to her. I could see that it was. So offer a picture of improvement. This is where you take the pressure off. This is where you give folks an opportunity to breathe, project, breathe, project, project a little faith in the person and uh, in the, her ability, his ability to move into solution. So here, but I believe we can solve this. Do good work and really enjoy your contribution if you'll just show respect in the meeting so other people can complete their thoughts. Do you, do you agree? Uh, again, I've never had anyone say no, because that means that they're saying no to hope and solution and uh, reconciliation. And, and she said yes. You know, the final piece is, is obvious. You, you cannot do all the talking. There has to be a moment of opening for the individual to say something. And this is where you ask if, it, you know, is anything that I've said does it not ring true? Is there anything you would like to say? And have an opportunity as a, adults for you now to be the one who listens. And perhaps they fight back, uh, perhaps they uh, deny. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of, you know, I'm sorry, this isn't at all what I would have intended to do. Whatever the feedback, you listen with patience without interrupting. Uh, give them an opportunity to say what it is they need to say. And here's the, the final part of our structured uh, step. And that's to say if, if they agree that um, change is necessary and that they can pull off that change and they want to be a part of solution, then, hey, I'm really happy that you agree and I really am looking forward to working with you. You're a talented person. You're going to bring a lot to what we do, and it's meaningful to me. And if there is so much pushback that it's obvious it's not going to go that way, then the consequences have to be there. I'm disappointed to hear you say that. It's best that you step back from the board. And you know what? It's okay to do that. As a leader, your action is respected when people don't escape the rules of civil discourse that they're held to. It's reassuring. It makes people feel sane if something isn't left to interfere with their world and their ability to get things done, that, that it's held in check and they're protected from that because we have a certain honorable way of being together. 
And, you know, I'll tell you the outcome of this. What's funny is that she said yes. And yet when she got away from the coffee, she called back and said she was going to go ahead and step back, uh, that she felt like that that would be the best thing for her. And so it was uh, confronting. It was embarrassing. And it was okay that she did. Uh, that was her way of saving face and, and doing something that she needed to do. And the further outcome in this is that I happen to know she's doing some awesome work now as a collaborative team member and somebody who is really uh, enjoyed and respected in her charitable work. So I, I like to think maybe a smidge of that was due to a dis an uncomfortable moment for me, but transparency uh, that that is a way of serving other people. And as hard as it is, it it can be about serving other people. 